glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Can we stand up and get ready to go to worship? with Cast Blaster. Powered by Cast Blaster. Once again, our congregation would like to thank you for listening to another edition of the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation podcast. The local church is located at 6808 Missouri Avenue in Hammond, Indiana, and we can be found on the web at www.cogopoh.com and we can be found on MySpace at myspace.com forward slash C-O-G-O-P-O-H. Well, once again, I'd like to thank you for listening to another podcast. Uh, this podcast is for November 4th, uh, Sunday's morning service. Uh, we missed last week's and I wasn't able to get the independent songs like I had uh, emailed some of you about. Um, I'll try to get that one out this week sometime for you so you can listen to some independent artists that I found. Um, got some announcements to make for the local church here. It's kind of early for this, but we're going to go ahead and uh, let you know about the Christmas banquet. It's happening December 8th at 5 p.m. The place will be at Dick's Restaurant. Uh, bring a $10 grab bag gift. The ladies bring a ladies gift and men bring a man's gift. RSVP to Sister Martha Billingsley by November 18th. Also, um, in mentioning her, we'd like to remember her and her husband, Brother Wayne Billingsley, uh, in prayer for the restoration of their homes. Past couple of days, a couple of days ago, they uh, uh, had a fire at their house. It, it gutted out a lot, and there was a lot of smoke damage. So there's a lot of unuse, unusable things in their home now. We'd like to pray for them to uh, be able to restore their home and to just to pray for their well-being as well. It's, uh, it's a blessing that they were able to get out. Um, Martha was asleep in her uh, bedroom when this fire had happened and uh, Wayne had called from work and it happened to wake her up and uh, it saved her life basically because she would have never known. It was an electrical fire of some sorts from my understanding from the it started in the front part of their house and uh, well we're hoping and wishing them the best. Also while I'm on that note for prayer uh, we'll go ahead and take this time to uh, mention a few people that's on our prayer request. This is the beginning of the month, so we only have a few names here. And remember, you can submit your prayer request by placing in the offering at the church, or give directly to Sister Erin Decker if you know her, or simply email prayerrequest at cogopuh.com. That's prayerrequest at cogopuh.com. All requests will be taken off the bulletin at the start of each month. So if you have any re- uh, ongoing requests, please make sure that you resubmit that. Uh, playing in the background is Ken Conkle. Title of the song is Healing River. You can find him and others at freeworshipmusic.com. So while that's playing, I would like you to remember all those that I just mentioned in prayer. Uh, Carol Richardson, Sister Harris, we're praying for Matt Warner, and of course Wayne and Martha Billingsley. So if you would, just listen to the song, pray for those, or you can turn the podcast off or pause it. And uh, make sure that you uh, say your prayers for that. And then we'll go right into the worship service, singing, and into the sermon for this um, past week.
Kerstblijster. Yeah, I'd like to bring up something before I start the worship service, uh, the music and the sermon there. I um, received an email. Yeah, it was forwarded to me from uh, uh, my father-in-law, actually. He received it from somebody else and so on and so forth. It's uh, forwarded, one of those forward messages you get. You know, you pass those things along. Um, if you don't pass them along, you get bad luck or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, this one it was actually written by Ben Stein, and it was recited it was recited by him on CBS uh, Sunday Morning Commentary. Um, the reason I found this to be interesting and wanted to put this in the podcast is because this past week we had the privilege of going over to our uh, former pastor's home, uh, brother and uh, Melvin Lawson and his wife, Sister Retha Lawson. They had uh, cooked up a meal for us, invited some the younger people over, myself, my wife, and uh, two other couples. And uh, we got to fellowship, and during our time of fellowship there, we got into a theological uh, talk, as we normally do when church people get together. That's what happens. Uh, and we were discussing, of all things, uh, the, the past New Orleans incident with uh, Katrina. And we were discussing the fact that, you know, why why is does God punish? Does God take revenge on things? And... Uh, was New Orleans destroyed because of all the sinful things going on there, or what have you, as he had in, in, of the past. And it was kind of a, a bit of a debate, and we were just kind of throwing ideas out there, what we thought. And the one thing that didn't come to mind was what Ben Stein had actually wrote about here, which I found to be very, very interesting. So I would like to take this time to read what he says here. And this is uh, Ben Stein. In his email it says, I'm a Jew, and every single one of my ancestors was Jewish. And it does not bother me even a little bit when people call those beautiful, lit-up, bejeweled trees Christmas trees. I don't feel threatened. I don't feel discriminated against. That's what they are, Christmas trees. It doesn't bother me a bit when people say, Merry Christmas to me. I don't think they are slighting me or getting ready to put me in the ghetto. In fact, I kind of like it. It shows that we are all brothers and sisters celebrating this happy time of year doesn't bother me at all that there is a manger scene on display at a key intersection near my beach house in Malibu. If people want a crutch, it's just a f- just as fine with me as the menorah, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, a few hundred yards away. I don't like getting pushed around for being a Jew, and I don't think Christians like being pushed around for being Christians. I think people who believe in God are sick and tired of being pushed, getting pushed around, period. I know I am. I have no idea where the concept came from that America is an explicitly atheist country. I can't find it in the Constitution, and I don't like it being shoved down my throat. Or maybe I can put it another way. Where did the idea come from that we should worship Nick and Jessica, and we aren't allowed to worship God as we understand him? I guess that's a sign that I'm getting old, too. But there are a lot of us who are wondering where Nick and Jessica came from, and where the America we knew went to. In light of the many jokes we send to one another for a laugh, this is a little different. This is not intended to be a joke. It's not funny. It's intended to be get you thinking. Billy Graham's daughter was interviewed on the early show, and Jane Clayson asked her, How could God let something like this happen regarding Katrina? And Graham gave an extremely profound and insightful response. She said, I believe God is deeply saddened by this, just as we are. But for years, we've been telling God to get out of our schools, to get out of our government, and to get out of our lives. And being the gentleman that he is, I believe he has calmly backed out. How can we expect God to give his blessing and his protection if we demand he leave us alone? In light of recent events, terrorist attack, school shootings, etc., I think it started when Mandeline Murray O'Hara, she was murdered and her body was found recently, complained she didn't want prayer in our schools, and we said, okay. Then someone said, you better not read the Bible in school. The Bible says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we said, okay. Then Dr. Benjamin Spock said, we shouldn't spank our children when they misbehave because their little personalities would be warped and we might damage their self-esteem. Dr. Spock's son committed suicide. We said an expert should know what he's talking about. And we said, okay. Now we're asking ourselves why our children have no conscience, why they don't know right from wrong and why it doesn't bother them to kill strangers, their classmates, and themselves. 
probably if we think about it long and hard enough, we can figure it out. I think it has a great deal to do with we reap what we sow. Funny how simple it is for people to trash God and then wonder why the world's going to hell. Funny how we believe what the newspapers say but question what the Bible says. Funny how you can send jokes through email and they spread like wildfire, but when you start sending messages regarding the Lord, people think twice about sharing. Funny how lewd, crude, vulgar, and obscene articles pass freely through cyberspace, but public discussion of God is suppressed in the school and workplace. Are you laughing? Funny how, when you forward this message, you'll not send it to many on your address list because you're not sure what they believe or what they will think of you for sending it. Funny how we can be more worried about what other people think of us than what God thinks of us. Pass it on if you think it has merit. If not, then just discard it. No one will know you did. But if you discard this thought process, don't sit back Don't sit back and complain about what bad shape the world is in. My best regards. Honestly and respectfully, Ben Stein. And for you, Ben, I just passed it along through my bod- podcast, through my listeners, and I have passed it on in the email, too. But it was that part there that kind of answered things for me. It was, it was a part of a discussion that didn't come up when I was over at the pastor's house during fellowship time that we've asked God to leave us alone, and so he did. It's not that he allows things to happen. Doesn't It's not that he's punishing anyone for being sinful. It's not that he destroyed New Orleans on purpose because of the sin happening there or whatever, because sin happens everywhere. Even in my hometown here in northwest Indiana, it happens all the time. All of us sin. We're always asking, you know, forgiveness for things that we do. And I'd really hate to think that he would harm me in any way for something, a mistake that I made. You know, uh, the different things that we do, the bad thoughts that we have in our head, or any kind of sin that's possible through human life, which is the reason why Jesus went to the cross in the first place. So I really hate to think of God as that kind of God. Although I know he's capable of it, because he has done things in the past and in the Bible and the Old Testament and that from what he's done. But I I, I look at this view from Ben Stein. I read this and I was like, yeah, this is exactly what probably is going on. This is, I'm with him on this because we've asked God to stay out of our lives. And so he backed off and he said, so be it. That's your choice. I don't have to help you. I don't have to be there for you. If that's what you want, then I'll back off. And of course things are going to happen when he's not protecting you. It's something we really need to think about, pray about, and keep God in our lives, because without him, we're in trouble, people. Right now, I'd like to go ahead and go right into our worship service for this past Sunday. I just thought I'd give you that little food for thought. I'm sorry for babbling on like that, but sometimes things I read or see on TV makes me want to talk about it a little bit. If you have any thoughts on it, please feel free to give your opinions. You can send an email to podcast at cogoph.com. I read everything, and I try to include things in my podcast and in discussion groups with other people that I run into with my wife and whomever. So just so you know, I I do listen. I'm open-minded. I've always been an open-minded person, and I try to do my best to spread God's word, and I've chose to use this forum uh, with podcast to do so. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll start the worship service. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get something from it. For those of you that missed past Sunday's sermon from the local church, uh, I hope you get something from it too. And uh, we'll just go ahead and start it up right now. Thank uh-huh. 
about a big rock that has a place kind of carved out of it and how the Lord just puts us in that carved out place and the storms that rage through our life it's there that he takes us and he protects us that he's our rock and he's our shelter I think about Martha and Wayne this morning and what they have been through I cannot imagine but how the Lord is just sheltering them thinking about their loss, but oh, but thinking about how God has protected and saved life. He is our rock. I want Tammy to sing that first verse again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Jim, if you'll come and sing before we receive the offering, we'll just go ahead and we'll just go ahead and y'all can just sit up here while he gets ready. Help me this morning. Uh, it's a song they learned in Bible school back during the summer, and I I've been singing this song a long time, but I thought maybe they might enjoy helping me this morning sing the song, and they know all the all the signs and stuff like that. And I think you might enjoy it this morning. Go ahead, Chris. When he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the ritz. Our God is an awesome God. There's thunder in his footsteps and lightning in his fist. Our God is an awesome God. The Lord wasn't joking when he kicked them out of Eden. It wasn't for no reason that he shed his blood. So, if, so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. Spoke into the darkness and created the light. Our God is an awesome God. 
Judgment and wrath he poured out in Sodom. Mercy and grace he gave us at the cross. I hope that we have not too quickly forgotten that our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and Listening to the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation Podcast, 6808 Missouri Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. Well, I hope you enjoyed the worship service. Uh, next thing that's coming up will be the pastor's sermon. Uh, he's entitled the sermon, He Has Anointed Me. Uh, the scripture that he relates to is Isaiah. Uh, chapter 60 verses 1 through 4 so I'll just go ahead and bring that up um, just trying to see if there's anything else I needed to remind you about for announcements but I don't see anything here so we'll just go ahead and go right into the church sermon this is Pastor Charles Pentecost he has anointed me is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up brokenhearted, 
to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all that mourn. To appoint it unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for the morning, the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. The anointing was upon me. He has anointed me. We hear a lot said about the anointing. The official anointing was conferred upon prophets priests, and kings in the Old Testament. Elijah, the prophet, was directed to anoint Elisha, his successor, representing the transfer of power and authority that God had given Elijah. He was also given to Elisha. Aaron the high priest and those who followed him in the same office were anointed with a holy consecration of oil. Samuel anointed Saul to be king and then he anointed David to be king to follow him. The word Messiah and the word Christ means the anointed one. Jesus Christ was anointed by the Spirit to be prophet, priest, and king. The only person in the Bible that was anointed for all three offices. He was anointed by the Lord to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the accepted year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all that mourn. This was a prophecy given by the prophet Isaiah of something that was coming down the road. It was not yet there, but he it was coming. And one day, Jesus stood in the synagogue and began to read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captive and the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He sat down and said, This day the Scripture is fulfilled in your ears. 
No longer will you have to wait for this deliverance to be fulfilled, but it is here. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to give me uh, almost as much attention as you give the kids. Boy, that was perfect. I watched you watch their every move. We need the anointing of the Lord this morning. This church needs the anointing of the Lord. We don't need better talent. A lot of things we may think we need that we don't need, but one thing we do need is the anointing of the Lord. Not, not just in the pulpit, but everyone here this morning needs the anointing of the Lord. Uh, the other prophets and kings and, and priests was anointed outwardly by the anointing oil. But it is never recorded anywhere in the scripture where any oil was pull, poured upon Christ but, but his name, Christ, our Messiah, meant the anointed one. Well, where did he get his anointing? The scripture said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he has anointed me. Anointed by the spirit of of the Lord. What has he anointed me to do? To preach the gospel to the poor? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He was anointed to bring deliverance. If you was blind, he was anointed to open your eyes. He was anointed to heal the sick, to cleanse the leopard, to preach the gospel to the poor. That was his anointing. When John was in prison, he sent two of his disciples unto Jesus to ask him the question, are, are thou he? Or should we look for another? Jesus said, go tell John what you see and what you hear. The blind receive their sight. The lame is made to walk. The leopards are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised up. And the poor has the gospel preached unto them. The anointing of God was all over him to do the work of God. The Spirit of the Lord was upon him. Jesus sent forth twelve, and he said unto them, As ye go, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopard, raise the dead, cast out devils, 
Freely you have received, freely give. What was he doing? He was passing that anointing over to his disciples. He didn't come just to be anointed and to preach, but he came to pass that anointing on. He was not the only one that was going to preach deliverance. He was not the only one that was going to heal the sick and cleanse the leopard and cast out devils and raise the dead. But he passed the anointing on to his disciples the same way he got that anointing by the Spirit of the Lord. Not only did he pass it on to the twelve, but he appointed 70 others. And he sent them out two by two. And the 70 returned with great joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us. Jesus had the anointing with power to heal the sick and cast out devils. But he gave that same anointing over to his disciples. He said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What I have, I'm given to you. And freely, I've given to you. Freely, give it away. I'm anointing my church with the same anointing that the Father give me. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Verily, verily means play close attention to what I have to say. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he also do. And greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father. We have a, a feeling we don't have no power. We want somebody to come around with the power that we might see the works of God. But that, that same anointing that came on Jesus by the Spirit, when you receive the power of the Holy Ghost, that anointing come from God, rest on you, And Satan wants us to think that that power rests on somebody special. But if he's anointed you by his spirit, if his spirit has fell on you, then you can take that same anointing that he gave the disciples and we can minister to others with that anointing. Yes, 
You mean you're never around nobody that's broken hearted? Never been around nobody broken hearted? Never had to be his hand extended? When I go to the hospital, I pray, Lord, let the anointing be upon me that was upon you. When I minister to the sick, let them feel more than my presence. Let them feel your presence. God wants to use you. I knew I wouldn't keep this thing on very long. But he wants to use you. With his anointing, you'll be put in places that he would want you to be, that he can anoint you by his spirit, that when you leave, they will know somebody else has been there besides you. Amen. Had a young lady through throw through a windshield one night in a car wreck. Part of the windshield went down the side of her jaw, cut cut her completely open. You could see her teeth looking in the hole. Cut her lip this way. Where you could see the teeth. She was an identical twin. Her sister and her, you couldn't tell them apart. Just couldn't. One of the members rushed up there to see her. And uh, when you go, you need to go in the anointing of the Lord. She said to her, said, well... We'll never have any trouble telling you two apart anymore. That's just what she wanted to hear. You think your boyfriend will marry you now? So when she left, the girl was very depressed. But when I went in the emergency room to see her, First thing she asked me, Brother Pentecost, how do I look? I said, Jeanette, you look just fine. You're going to be all right. When the swelling goes down, you're going to be all right. Don't worry about it. You're going to be all right. We prayed at church that God would heal the scars that there would be no difference. And did you know that's just exactly what the Lord done. The Lord has anointed us. The anointing of the Lord has anointed us that we be his hand extended. When, when he left and went back to glory, he said, greater works will you do than I've done. God wants you wherever you go that the anointing of God be upon you that you can be a blessing to whoever you come in contact with. You don't know the words to speak. He will give you the words to speak. Hmm. He passed that anointing on to the early church. When the baker was begging for alms, Peter said, look on us. And he looked on them expecting to receive alms. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. Arise and walk. The same anointing that was upon Jesus was upon Peter. 
the man began to leap and walk and run. God help me to preach this this morning. If we will believe God and let the anointing fall on us, you're going to see miracles in this place. In fact, we may not realize it, but I believe a miracle of the Lord happened the other night when, when when somebody picked up the phone and, and called his wife and woke her up. The anointing of God, let me tell you something. I believe with all my heart, if the Spirit of the Lord anointed Jesus, I believe that he anoints me. I have felt his anointing when I prayed for the sick, and I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that God done a work right then. But Peter had enough sense when they began to worship him and treat him like a god. He said, don't look on me. It's not my power or my holiness, but it's in the name of Jesus. He gives us authority. Hello? Not, not at us, but in the name of Jesus. People are not afraid of me. Satan's not afraid of me, but in the name of Jesus, he's afraid of me. I was going down the road uh, one day, and state trooper pulled me over. Got out of the car, the trooper did, small, small built. Uh, state trooper. And then that's to obey that little small runt, you know. Hello. But she had some kind of authority. But I, I said to myself, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn on all of my charm. And I'm going to talk myself out of the ticket. Sister Cheryl, I felt just as confident when I got out of that car that that's what I was going to do. I got out of the car, pulled my driver's license up and out and went back to her. And I, and I said, it's a good day, isn't it, sir? She said, I'll have you know I'm not sir. <laughs> I got a ticket. <laughs> Had to obey her. I was bigger than her. But you know what I was afraid of? All that authority and all that power that was behind her. I knew she represented that authority. You may be small in statue. You may not look like to the devil that you have enough to whip him. But in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! In the name of Jesus, he has anointed me to preach the gospel. In the name of Jesus, he gives me power over all unclean spirits. In the name of Jesus, he gives me power to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to cast out devils. There's an anointing on the church. He said he's a son of man, is as a man who left his house, but he gave authority. We need to take the authority that Jesus has given us of the anointing of the Lord and come against Satan. We let him buffet us too much. Show me your authority. Show me your authority. Show me your authority. We need just to step aside when Satan says, show me your authority. And say, here stands my big brother. 
And he gave me the authority. He said, I'm going to leave and greater works than I've ever done upon the face of the earth, you're going to do. And brother, I want you to know that today, all over this world, there's people being healed. The dead is being raised. The blind is made to see. Somebody told me just last night about a, a man that doesn't even have an eyeball, has a glass eye, but he can read out of that eye. Lord healed. I seen I seen it on television that the 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 people that was trying to criticize the holiness way of life said there's one thing at they could explain away everything, but said there was a, a preacher that didn't have an eyeball, but he could read. See, it doesn't take an eyeball to make you see. Hello? <laughs> Our state overseer, when he was born, was born to cripple. Brother Harper, one of his feet wasn't as long as the other. He had to wear special shoes. But one night, God touched him and healed him. Let me tell you something. The same power and the same authority that's ever been in the church is still in the church today. The anointing of his spirit. The spirit is not gone. Hallelujah. There, oh, God, help me to preach. There's not a death sentence on this church. There's life in this church. There's life in this church. God is going to heal this church. God's going to restore this church. If you're bound... If you're bound in any way this morning, he came to set you free. It's not ropes that bind you. It's not that you're in prison. But it could be you're just sitting here this morning. Satan has you bound. You don't have the freedom that you need. Some people just... Just don't have the freedom to worship. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, you have that freedom this morning. I say in the name of Jesus for Satan to loose you and let you go. We need to be free in the Lord. If you're depressed this morning, you need freedom from depression. We just don't come to church just to have church just to go through the motions. But we come in here to be set free. We come in the house of the Lord to be set free from whatever bothers us. I'm free this morning. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That statement alone tells me that God passed his anointing on to you. Oh, is, is our pastor anointed? But I asked you the question this morning. Are you anointed? Does his anointing rest on you? 
Do you have the anointing of the Lord this morning? Well, if you're not using it, he has given it to you. God bless you this morning. Shall we stand? This podcast, this podcast is produced by Cast Blaster. Our congregation would like to extend a warm thank you for listening to our podcast. We invite you to find out more about our church by visiting our website at cogopoh.com. If you do not have a church home, please consider joining us in our worship and service. We are located at 6808 Missouri Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. We have services every Sunday morning, starting with Sunday school at 10 a.m. Worship service begins at 11 a.m. The pastor's sermon usually begins around 11.30 a.m. And our evening service begins at 6 p.m. We also have a prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You have a blessed morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time of day you're listening. And be sure to join us next week as we try to bring you another edition of the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation Podcast. Love me.